You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of this show. We love when you tune in genuinely and when you specifically share this podcast with your friends. It doesn't go unnoticed. Can I just say like truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If you get anything out of today's episode or honestly, if you have any of our past episodes, please don't hesitate to spread the show and share specific episodes with your besties who you think would also get a lot out of the show, right? You know, it truly makes a huge difference. So thank you in advance for doing that. Now, today's conversation is with one of our dear friends, Ivan Amson, all on personal branding. Evie, Ivan, and I just basically had a sit-down heart-to-heart conversation around what personal branding is and if it's for everyone or not. Now, if you don't know who Ivan is, he's the lead photographer and visionary at Ivan Amson Photography Co., a wedding photography team serving the Midwest and nationally. And he believes in creating a present wedding photography experience for newly engaged couples through the art of relationship building. Ivan's also an educator that focuses on creating resources and in-person educational experiences that empower photographers to lead and live intentional businesses and lives, all while sharing Jesus. Can you tell he is he is our people? He, we are in all the right place, if that, that didn't make sense, but you get it. <laughs> now, on today's episode, Ivan broke down some misconceptions around what personal branding is, what it looks like and who it is or isn't for. And then he began to spit actual freaking fire on how to practically go about approaching a personal brand for yourself, what to share and what to not share, how to create boundaries within a personal brand, so much more. He dropped fire. It was good. It was so good. So this episode, it, it was just so much fun to talk to him. We we even talked about Sims. Guys, when I tell you, you need to listen. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was overflowing with insight and tangible takeaways. And if you're ready to learn about personal branding, then let's dive on in. As a wedding photographer, your workflow can absolutely make or break your business. And let's be honest, sometimes it feels like there are just not enough hours in the day to get everything done. And that's why we are excited to introduce Batch AI, the photo editing assistant that keeps you in creative control of your photos while providing an affordable, flexible, and fast alternative regardless of where you're at in your photography business. With the perfect balance between AI and human creativity, say goodbye to the cookie cutter presets that don't reflect your style. Edit up to a thousand photos in just one minute with image to image fine tuned adjustments in their Lightroom Classic plugin, or get an incredible 72 hour turnaround on calling, editing, retouching, and tool work across your wedding galleries from their human based editing platform, The Editors. Personal edits based on your style every time. Visit batch.ai today and create your free account and use the code Heart and Hustle for 20 percent off your first month. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Ivan, welcome to the show, friend. We are beyond excited to have you here today. Woo! <laughs> Ivan is in the house. I, I, I feel like slowly but surely, I, I just made this connection literally just now in my brain, just this actual moment. We had like four male podcast listeners and slowly but surely... We were having them all on the podcast. 
This is like the inception. It's great. Nate, now Ivan. Carlos, you're next. Carlos, you're out, bro. (laughs) Carlos. (laughs) Oh, man, this is so fun. We love love having you here. Ivan, I think you technically, technically, we're already on the podcast, kind of in our episode from like the conference. This, the conference snippets that Hayden recorded for Nashville's conference where of like we asked attendees at the conference what was the best lesson you've learned in business or whatever I think you were in that episode right That's right yep I was I was actually just thinking about the conference cuz I, I like saw all of the the male viewership like and just got to reunite <laughs> with all of them you know I I think me and Brady had the most dramatic connection my hat flew off my head and like (laughs) I jumped into Landon's arms it was great well how have you been friends with Brady but virtually online forever and then that was the moment you met years yeah we never met in person so it was like we were texting each other like oh my gosh I'm so excited I can't wait this is great (laughs) I feel like this is just a subtle plug that the conference is the best place to connect with community it truly (laughs) is it truly is also I don't know how like you technically were a part of like the team that was working the conference. Yet somehow, I don't know how this happened. Literally, when the conference wrapped, we all went and got Thai food, and, and Ivan was there. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like you infiltrated. We were like, Ivan, come to Thai. I think it's because all the bros were just growing that's, out the whole week, that's and then they were like, Ivan, please come. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. And I was like, this is so natural. I'm like, I'm not on this team, but like this, I can't leave. This would be so rude if I didn't get Thai right now. I swear that either Rachel or Allie or somebody, I think it might've been Rachel. She was like, so when we wrap the conference in Dallas and go out to eat, Ivan's coming, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're like, this is our tradition. We are going to get Thai. Specifically. Amazing. Okay. Well, uh, now that a little friend ketchup has occurred, for the listener who's currently sitting here, like, who the heck is this dude? Can you just tell us a little bit of your story, what you do, how you got to where you are? Basically, who is Ivan? Who are we listening to and chatting with today? Yeah, absolutely. Heart fam, it is an honor to be with you today, whether you're in your car or you're cooking dinner. I'm really glad that I'm in your earwaves. Hello, friend. Um, Like Evie said, my name is Ivan. I'm a Midwest-based traveling wedding photographer who resides in Fargo, North Dakota. Like the show, I say this all the time, I still have not seen. Hopefully one day (laughs) I'll see it. (laughs) But I get to work alongside a small team that is committed to creating the space for newly engaged couples to experience their days presently. So weddings, couples is pretty much the only thing that we do. But we like to spice it up by prioritizing relationship and ensuring that people can really experience things presently and get those non-traditional, really high emotion photos back from their wedding day. And yeah, when I'm not doing that, I'm an educator primarily for photographers And my goal as an educator is to ensure that people are empowered to live and lead their businesses intentionally. And so what I mean by that is not just making decisions just because everyone else is doing them, but making them intentionally to build a life that is aligned with what your core values are and doing that through resources and in-person events and all that good stuff. So that's kind of all I do. How I got there is kind of weird. That's not how it started. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to be brief with the story, but it's kind of interesting. And I'm a storyteller. So story time. Get, get comfy. It. <laughs> it's like, picture this. It's like 09. And my family is a huge like running and soccer family. And so we're watching the 09 World Cup. And I bet my dad that Spain was going to win the World Cup. 
And he didn't believe me. And I was like, okay, if they win, I get a Sims game because I was really into Sims. Shout out <laughs> to all my Sims people out there. <laughs> so I won. Spain won the World Cup. I got Sims. And <laughs> I started like designing these houses on there and remodeling them. If you were one of my Sims back in 09, you were living a large. Okay? Like, I played Sims also. I don't think I was like that intense with it, but like I'm smiling over here at you saying that. I'm like, oh yeah, I designed my house. I hacked the game to get like all the Sims money so I could just make the best house that I could. Exactly. <laughs> I still know it. It was the mother load cheat. Okay. You type in mother load in all caps and you get all the money and then you make all the houses. <laughs> That's it's all you I actually did. played the game normally, you can, you're poor. Like so in poor. real life. Like you could not even buy a banana. It made me really mad. <laughs> it's like I play video games to escape reality. Thank you. Exactly. Okay. I want to have three cars with three houses and a casita in the back. Okay. That's how it goes. So if you were my Sims, you were living large like that. And I was just like designing all these houses. And I guess I decided I have to be an architect. This is this is gold. So my dream was to be an architect for so long. From and the Sims game. From the Sims game. This is a true story. Like I everything I did in high school, like with clubs and stuff, was to get into architecture school because of Sims. So, I mean, shout out to The Sims creator. You were doing things for the young people. Thank you. <laughs> so, I like, I had this whole plan out. I'm ready to go to college. And long story short, through a spiritual experience I had, I almost dropped out of college and wasn't going to go and do architecture. And I got this impression from the Lord that I should go to college, but I shouldn't be doing architecture. And I was really starting to become sold out for my faith. So I guess side note, I follow Jesus. If you're listening and you don't, I love you and I want you to be here. That's okay. But I'm going to speak from that perspective a lot today. So I I got this impression that I should be going to college. I didn't know what I should do. So get this. I'm sitting in a parking lot, randomly looking for new degrees on my university website. I don't know what to do. And I find this organizational leadership degree with an emphasis in PR and marketing. And I was like, cool, we'll try it for a semester. I don't know. <laughs> so I randomly tried this degree and it led me to this whole new world of media and marketing. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to take a camera on my winter trip to Sedona and be like a vlogger now. <laughs> 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 so I took this camera and I'm taking these like really bad pics in Sedona, really bad. And I was like, I'm a photographer now. And then a year later, people started asking me to do weddings and paying me and I started paying taxes. And I was like, I guess I'm a business owner now. <laughs> and it just never stopped. So I, that's kind of how it happened. It was kind of random, but I guess kind of not. I wanted to empower people and even before I'd ever touched a camera, I wanted to teach business someday. So I guess I ended up where I wanted to be without knowing I was going to get there that way. So I feel like, isn't that just always God? Yes. When, when you're like, oh, I was absolutely dead set on being an architect. But in reality, even looking back at The Sims, you loved the like creation. You loved mm -hmm. the storytelling. You loved like the visual aspect. Like there were, there were still things in what you were loving that now you can look back on and be like, oh, and now it makes sense. But at the time, you're like, what is up with all these plot twists? Like, <laughs> no idea. So God. 
No, I, I mean, I don't know if you've had this experience, Evie. Like, I was in a closet, like the prayer closet, on my <laughs> knees, this full-on meltdown. I was like, I'm supposed to be in college and have a briefcase and oversized <laughs> suit, and this is supposed to be the plan. This is just not working out the way it's supposed to. I mean, I was freaking out, and we're fine now. We're okay. It ended up, it ended up good. <laughs> Knowing you now, I can't even imagine you. Like in an architect office with a briefcase, like a ninety-five, like I a corporate know. Ivan. No, does yeah. not fit at all. And everyone said this. I just told someone this. All my friends were like, "This makes so much sense." I totally saw this, and I was like, "Where were you? Why didn't you tell seventeen-year-old <laughs> Ivan?" Speaking into my life when I was making my career decisions. <laughs> exactly. You were not encouraging me. You waited until I got here to tell me and confirm that it was right. You could have oh told me gosh. like aeons ago. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like this actually pivots us perfectly into today's conversation because the reason we're sitting here being like, oh no, Ivan cannot possibly be a corporate like business briefcase person is because everything from obviously knowing you in person, but even online, your personality just like shines forth in all that you do, Um, which kind of leads us to today's topic of personal branding. Hey, see what I did there. Okay, great. (laughs) Well done. Um, So Ivan, can we just like dive in first of all, by kind of like taking a bird's eye view to personal branding? Because I think that's a buzzword that gets passed around a lot in the creative entrepreneurship space. And people, I think just assume that that means like, just like hopping on Instagram and sharing photos of your dog or, or like whatever. They're like, oh, okay. I need to be like, Oh, I need to be vulnerable. Okay. And, and like, like air all my dirty laundry now. Right. 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 And there's just like this conception of like, what is a personal brand? And is it necessary? So can we just like back up and, and define it for everyone listening? Yeah, this is really good. I'm so excited about this. Okay. <laughs> so as we're about to get into the depths of this topic, which I mean, all three of us love talking about, I just want to say first and foremost, before I even define it, not everyone has to have a personal brand. So then- the goal of me talking about this is not to convince you to have a personal brand. If anything, I want us all to walk away having more clarity on if it's the right decision for our business and our lives and our families. And if we already have a personal brand, is it what we should be doing? So mm-hmm. like, I just want to start right there before we get into it. But simply put... A a personal brand is using your image, your life, your personality, and your perspective to make your product and your service feel a certain way, simply put. And what that's hopefully doing is drawing people to be attracted to your business because they're attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I'm thinking about this now, and I think about this all the time with Lindsay, for example. If you follow Lindsay and you follow like her coaching and her photography and like her book club and things like that that she does with her personal brand, you instantly subconsciously, if you're not, whether you're thinking of it at the forefront of your mind or not, you're thinking motherhood and business while following Christ. You are subconsciously processing that, whether you know you are or not. And so people who fall into that demographic or have that core value are going to be attracted to investing in those services that Lindsay has because they're invested in her as a person because they're connected to her. So all in all, it's simply using who you are to attract people who are attracted to that, to your service or your product. That was the most succinct, beautiful definition of personal branding I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, I love this. 
Because, and I love that you prefaced kind of the, the, I guess the word would be preface. <laughs> like at the beginning. You preface the preface. <laughs> of, of saying, hey, this isn't for everybody. Because what you basically said was, it's a way to sell your services. And the reason it is so popular, especially among creative business owners, is because storytelling and connection of, of any kind matters. And like, that's the reason that like on social media, your personal posts, even if you are a business account and it's a, your business page will do better than any, any selling or promotional thing is because people are attracted to people. They're attracted to stories. Like it's why we read books. It's why we get invested in, into TV shows and movies. And like we, as a human being, that's why we overhear intentionally eavesdrop on the conversations in the coffee shop, somebody telling another story is because we care about the story. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like we, and it's like, as a business, you want to tap into that connection because connection sells mm-hmm. and connection is what gets people to actually care about certain products versus just like a corporate robotic product that doesn't give me emotional attachment to what I want in life or, you know, want to achieve in life. So, um, but there's like so many different ways to have that connection or storytell without attaching your face yeah. to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously all three attaching, of your love personal branding. Right, right, right. But I like that you said, Ivan, like it's not for everyone. And I think yes. that is a part of the conversation because I think people, especially in this industry, think that you, in order to be successful, you have to basically be like a dancing monkey on the internet. Exactly. It, and we're probably going to get all into that. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. I don't know. I'm just like spitballing. <laughs> no, yeah, let's go there. I mean... I, I think this is an important conversation for us to have before we go even deeper in personal branding and hopefully connect with people because like that's that's the truth of the matter. There's so many people specifically in photography, but whether you're in photography or not, I mean, you could be a candle maker. There's so many people who go on Instagram and think, I need to post photos and if I post photos, then I have a personal brand. And it's it's so much deeper than that. And a lot of times we do that knee-jerk reaction thing of sharing content and then calling it a personal brand because we're feeling fear and insecurity because we're seeing somebody just post about their dog and getting 3,000 likes. And now we think we have to talk about our dog when we have no reason behind, we have no idea the intention of why they even did that. Right. Or and we don't so, have a dog and we're faking it. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to go over to my neighbor's house and get their golden doodle and be like, golden doodle life. <laughs> I want a golden doodle really bad. I, as you can, I just outed myself there. So. There you go. It's amazing. I love it. Well, I think that's, I mean, I think that's so important to realize is like, hey, this goes so much beyond even random posts on Instagram that are randomly attached to random aspects of your life thinking that that's a personal brand. Um, So to that person who's maybe feeling either the pressure to share or just total confusion and uncertainty to of what to share and how to do it with more like intention. And I want to say strategy, but I also, I don't want to make it seem like you're like leveraging your child or something like that, like in a weird way. But what would you say, Ivan, to the person who's like, okay, what what then is a personal brand, especially when it comes to the forward-facing marketing side of things like your website or your Instagram? Yeah, so I would say that it's, it's not like you're leveraging or manipulating your life in a certain way in order to attract people to buy your product. But I think we've all heard this before, we can truly live in a world of freedom when we know the clear boundaries 
for things and we know what boundaries we can break, it's a lot easier to have clarity. If everything is a free-for-all, then we have analysis paralysis on what to do or what to share. And so when it comes to a personal brand, my thought process is what is the biggest, most like high-level purpose of my business? And then when I go through mediums of marketing my business, that's not just social media, but that can be your blog, your website, your in-person interaction with business owners or vendors, what it, what are my content pillars? I know you talked about that on the podcast here. What are my content pillars or my brand pillars that help me achieve the bigger goal? And I'm going to share when it comes to personal branding, I'm going to share specifically in those pillars. And so like a really simple example to keep along with like Lindsay's example that I shared earlier, if Lindsay's goal is to empower the everyday working mom to know that they can run a business and lead a family, then her content pillars that are going to help her sell her products so that she can empower people to live into who they are are going to be specifically related to that. And so when she is sharing a story specific, one of her pillars is encouragement and she's encouraging moms and she does that through sharing stories about her family. When she is sharing a story, she knows it's going into that pillar to specifically help her to connect with the mom, to get them to be encouraged. Hopefully that leads to coaching. And then hopefully she can achieve the main goal, which is to empower them to live into both of their callings, which is business and motherhood. And so uh, to kind of bring it back, To encourage a person who's listening, it's not this like hodgepodge thing of just trying to like book a client or sell the product. It Mm -hmm. all goes back to what is my main purpose of why I'm here? And then how does my marketing help me get there? And then within those buckets, I know what I can share now because I know what's gonna I know what's gonna get me to my main goal. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? Yes. Yeah. Well, and it gives so much clarity, I think, because it, it's not like if you have a personal brand, there is an element of, especially on social media, where if you have a personal brand and people are caring about you as a human being, it's not that every single time you go to share something, you're you're hyper thinking and curating, oh, oh, I can't share that aspect of my interest because, oh, it doesn't fully align with like my ideal client. Like, it's not like if I go and I share that me and my husband, like we're watching Impractical Jokers, I'm like, oh, wait, okay, does that show align with... It's like, no, you don't need to hyper like overthink about it in that way. Every tiny little thing you post. Right, every tiny little thing that you post. But on the flip side, you do want to have like an overarching strategy and, and thought process that Ivan just beautifully illustrated of like, I'm not also at the same time going to just like be a basket case that, that films and, and shares every aspect of my life because it's personal branding, quote unquote, but it doesn't overall illustrate and point to the main core purpose of what I'm doing with my personal brand and how that's bringing in either impact through just encouragement or money from like offers and, and people buying services and products. So I love that you broke that down because I think there is a nuance of people like they, they don't know. I think they overthink it so much mm-hmm. and they either like curate it too hard or they don't know what they're like doing everything. 
No, yeah, absolutely. And I want to say as an encouragement to whoever's listening, like I get, let's be real. I get that it's harder when you're starting a personal brand, when you're trying to start marketing your business and you want to use your likeness in order to market that business, it's harder to process. What am I going to share? And you're maybe analyzing that a little bit more and trying to figure out like what aligns and all of that. Like I get that that is a part of the process. It does get easier, it takes a little bit of time to get that that mindset down of like, you know what you're sharing and what you're not sharing. And, and you will get to a point where you're not thinking about it. Like Lindsay was saying, like you're not thinking about every little thing that you post on your story or what you post on your blog every two seconds. But I do yeah. get that it takes some time. Go along with the process. It does get better if you're going to do a personal brand. Yeah. And it also becomes more natural. Mm-hmm. You get into the flow and you know exactly what your audience wants and, and what aligns with your purpose. And so you don't second guess what to share versus what not to share. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think even as you were saying that, Ivan, it kind of reminded me of of when I first started like my whole photography business, which started out from day one as a personal brand. And when I think back to that, like Lindsay and I both, we did not know such a thing like a personal brand existed. Like we we weren't coming at it from like a very premeditated, strategic marketing, like maybe you knew what it was. I like I it wasn't a conscious thought of like, oh yes, I'm going to build a personal brand photography business that will right. then lead me into building an education business. Like, no, I was yep. just sharing my life mm-hmm. and the behind the scenes of my business, the behind the scenes of my shoots, and me dancing in the kitchen making boxed macaroni and cheese. Like it, it wasn't just, like strategic. No. I think it became strategic maybe yes. as you learned like what marketing was or as we look, but like, yeah, no, I would agree. Like, even before I started my photography business, I, my mission, even on Instagram yeah. was to show up and impact someone's day yes. with yep. every single post yes. that I made, whether that was like, oh, I gave them a tip or mm-hmm. I encouraged them or gave them or like shared a, a story. I made them or, laugh yeah. Yeah. or how God is speaking to you. So yeah. I kind of wanted like, while we're in this discussion of like, what does it look like? What do you talk about and not talk about? All that. I kind of want to encourage the listener and be like, hey, stop overthinking it, period. Like even what yeah. Ivan gave you, which was so good, Ivan, of like, hey, these these brand pillars. Because like, yes, I mean, Lindsay and I teach that. I know Ivan, you teach that. Like brand pillars, content pillars, you know, your ultimate why, your mission statement, like all of that is all very strategic and very, very wonderful. But I kind of want to even pull it back for a second and be like, hey, just share. Just share like what feels natural. Just open the curtain in whatever way you feel comfortable of, especially when you're just starting out, um, of what your life looks like, what the behind the scenes of building this business looks like, what, you know, Mm -hmm. lessons that you're learning along the way, just whatever feels natural. And then as you start to find that rhythm and that groove, that's when I would begin to kind of pull back and be like, all right, now let's reassess. Let's look at these strategies and these, like these formulas that really can help me build a long-term a sustainable personal brand that is very aligned and very strategic as I continue to build. But at the beginning, you do not have to have every formula in place, every I dotted and T crossed and duck in a row. Like you, it's just, I like when we, Lindsay and I both first started, we had no strategy and it worked great. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. I feel like Ivan, I'm sure you probably have something to add to that, but it's like, it doesn't have to be the most strategic formulaic thing from day one. If you're struggling and overthinking, just 
Stop overthinking. Just start showing up. Act like you're talking to your best friend on FaceTime whenever you are writing content, um, filming something for social media, like typing out copy on your website. Just consider that you're talking to one person and it's your best friend in the world who thinks the world of you and wants to know what's going on in your day-to-day life. Like, that's it. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. I'm so <laughs> glad you shared that. I'm like, we better be listening to that. Okay. <laughs> that was heat, y'all. Oh, I love that it. was heat. It makes I- me think of like pros and cons um, of like what it actually looks like to have a personal brand. I've, I've carried one for years and I want to be transparent. I'm an extroverted human being. If if you have ever seen me anywhere on social media or in person, you know that. <laughs> if you've seen but, him on the dance floor, you also I was going to say, if you've seen a heart conference promo, you figured Literally, that out. <laughs> I've been, like, I think Brady and, and, and Val, like anybody who edited any footage from that, couldn't not keep you in there because it was so iconic. <laughs> I, was, I was gone. I was just living. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon Crook. We were just having a, we were having a great time. It was, it was you with the pampas grass. Like the like the the it, like he put it in his mouth. I don't know. Oh, I know. That just tells you right there. I like to have a good time. I love people. I receive energy off of people. But there are there are cons to having a personal brand, even though it's more natural for me to want to constantly be in the face of people. There are pros to it as well. But I mean, like I'll I'll just be honest. It. Having a personal brand is very advantageous. I'm going to say it's a really good thing to do because not only are you marketing your business, but you're creating a culture around your business, around making friends. And like Lindsay was saying earlier, when you make friends and you connect people, it's it's a lot easier to sell a product. And so Mm -hmm. there is there is a return on investment that is made later on in your business when you invest in people by like Evie was saying, showing up and being transparent. Like I, I, I've said it this way and I'd say it this way. Like if you are the type of person that would want to have people over for dinner and tell them about your day and it takes you 15 minutes to explain your day, having a personal brand would probably be really easy for you to relate <laughs> your business to your life. It'd that be is really such easy. Good <laughs> metric. And that's me. Like people ask like, oh, how are you doing today? And I have to think about it for a couple of minutes because I don't just want to say good. I got to think about my whole day and analyze it and then tell them my thought process on how my day was. So I actually know if it was good or not. <laughs> so having having a personal brand works really well for me. But I know that there are people who don't operate like that. And that's totally okay. There's some people who are a lot more introverted and they're not receiving a lot of energy from being around a lot of people and they still can have a personal brand. I know someone in particular who like talks a lot about the the ins and outs and the pressures of being online and how weird it is for them, but they still show up and they tell people about that. Mm-hmm. And they're attracting people who don't want to live that dancing monkey life. And their business is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. And so the pro of it, like, to me is, like I was saying, if you're really extroverted, honestly, it it's probably would be really easy for you. And from a business standpoint, um, you are really going to find it easy to sell if you actually are connecting with people authentically. However, it's also kind of like, once you have a personal brand, you 
if you don't have boundaries set up, I'll say it this way, it's going to be really hard to step away from the personal brand you've built because it constantly wants to see your presence and see you on and active. And that's not realistic or sustainable. So it's not easy. And you really have to decide whether or not you want to have the responsibility of setting up those boundaries. Sound the alarm because we have found your new favorite loungewear. Introducing Cozy Earth. Now, Cozy Earth loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit. We love that all Cozy Earth products are made from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo and all products come with a 10-year warranty. And let me freaking tell you, they are the comfiest thing ever. What I realized too, as we're talking, I am literally wearing a Cozy Earth Lounge set right now as we record this. So I'm not kidding. It is amazing. And I'm I'm also not kidding. I live in my Cozy Earth, especially during postpartum and pregnancy. Like you could find me in that all the time. And it is seriously the comfiest loungewear I have ever owned. Yes. All right. Well, Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. You get 35% off site-wide when you use the code HEART35. We are so excited to share with you that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Lindsay and I were able to try BetterHelp for ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was able to go in and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more, and I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heart hustle today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heart hustle. Mm, that leads perfectly into our next question, which I, I like, we wanted to talk about personal boundaries when it comes to a personal brand. It, like, I, I guess my question is, is there things that you even personally experience that you are willing to share versus not willing to share. Um, and then part two of that question it is as you scale your business and you're realizing that demand on you physically it increases, but you want to like scale it to be more sustainable. How do you pull back in the sense of um, like not making your business like the Ivan show, if that makes sense? Oh, that's so good. I love that. I love that you said that, like not making it the Ivan show. I, I, I never want, and I hope that in us building personal brands to serve and encourage people that we never want it to be the us show. Mm -hmm. Um, that we, our goal is never to make it this platform that's about us. Um, but hopefully using the way that God has created us to empower, give and to create relationships with other people so that they succeed. Yeah, that, that really has to be our heart posture in this. This is not. This is not ever going to be the you show or the me show or any of that. Um, it, it shouldn't be. That's not going to work. Um, I, I guess I have a couple of. I, I appreciate you asking me that because it makes me think about some traumatic experiences that I've experienced while being a business owner and just processing how am I going to share any of this? Do I share? And how do I even show up right now to be a business owner in the midst of the things that I'm going through? And I guess there's some, there are some rules I've lived by, but this is, this is for me, this is different for everyone, but I hope that these, 
guidelines are helpful. Um, I followed this rule with margin for exceptions, but I would say if it's a wound, an active wound or something that I haven't processed yet, or like a decision in my business or like a struggle that I'm going through, there's a good chance I'm not going to share it. I probably will take a little bit of time to process whether or not I want to share and how I'm going to share it. If it's something that if I if I receive feedback from, I'm going to be affected by it. Um, and second, it's a good rule of thumb, I probably say, to turn things into true encouragement. Um, so what I mean by that, it's kind of just my phrasing for it. True encouragement, I would say, is like sharing a testimony to stir up like encouragement or inspiration in someone else. So I'm I'm not going to share something on Instagram likely with the intention of like receiving pity or receiving like a time to process with people on Instagram. Like my goal and my purpose because of my brand pillars is going to be to use whatever I processed or went through as an opportunity to encourage people mm-hmm. and not re- not try to receive, 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 but give, give, give. And yeah. so that's my mindset. I typically have to have been processed through the wound in order to do that. And yeah. so now it's it's a matter of like transparency, not vulnerability. I'm being yeah. transparent and I'm, that's, I'm just like that as a person and not everyone is. And so that's something that we really have to process. Are you like this naturally with your friends? I'm naturally transparent and I'm going to share a lot of things about my life. But if it's something that's vulnerable for me, that circle is going to get really small until yeah. I'm over it. And so I, I, I practice the same thing on Instagram. I think that's so good. That's what Lindsay and I also do and what we encourage is like if if you do not feel peace in your life around that area not that it always has to be perfectly answered and tied up with a little bow and everything's no longer the, the least bit imperfect um but you should be experiencing peace around this area and you should be feeling peace about sharing it feeling that the lord is leading you to share it in this season and in this time and that you're coming at it like you said Ivan from like like a healed place or in healing significantly in the process mm-hmm. versus like I am a total, you know, mess around this right now. I have no peace. I am feeling, you know, all the trauma, all the emotions. Not that that's a bad thing, but um, you know, it's there's your circle of processing that should probably be a little bit smaller unless God leads you to doing that from a broader perspective, which sometimes he does. So I want to give like, there are exceptions to that. But in general, I like cannot agree more with what you said, Ivan. So, so good. I mean, I see this both in you, like both you, Evie and Lindsay have done this so well. And it's been something that I've been encouraged by and that should be the goal. Um, Evie, you do such a good job at leaning into the Holy Spirit when you do share things. And so when you are sharing them, because it's not your, it's not the Evie show, when you're sharing something, it typically is for someone. 
and they're walking away being encouraged or like not jumping off of a rail of meltdown because of something that you shared. Or Lindsay, you chose to share really intimate details around August. And that was totally in line with discernment. And that was an empowerment and an encouragement to women who were experiencing the same thing. Like that, that's so good. And that's something that I was thinking about. There are exceptions. There are, and at the end of 2021, I went through a really bad sickness and I, I don't want to say I almost died, but I kind of almost died. (laughs) And I, my granddad had died and there was all of these things that was going on. I was trying to run the business at the same time. And it took me a little bit to figure out how I was going to connect with people. And I remember I remember when I decided to share a little bit more of what was going on, I did have peace about sharing that. And that's mm-hmm. happened a lot of times in my business where I've been kind of unsure, but I felt the Lord putting on my heart to share something. And someone will DM me and be like, I really needed to hear that today. And and it's an encouragement for me to know this was an exception. I'm still crying in the club about this, honestly. But (laughs) this person is encouraged to keep going today. So it was worth it. And that's not going to happen every day. And so some of this is like, day-by-day processing, but I guess that's like the good rule of thumb to keep at the beginning of it is not to feel like I'm, I have this pressure to have a personal brand because like Evie shared this thing about her life. So now I need to share this. Like you got to process that like on your own with your people and, and make sure that you are being intentional so that you can really protect yourself. Yeah, no, totally. Well, I think I like that you gave permission to like break it or break that rule of like sharing. I think we, we've we used the analogy before of like sharing from the pit when you're in it versus sharing from like the top of the hole or Throwing the pit. The ladder mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you have victory. Because I, I agree. And, and you even sharing the example of me sharing my miscarriage. Like the, I think it came from the the perspective of why you're sharing. Because um, I think when you're in the pit, if you choose to share while you're in the pit, I think it's a personal decision, but what's your motive in sharing it? Is it to just get like sympathy or pity or to feel better in the pit? Or is it to share your story with even while in the pit, still the hopes of empowering or or inspiring or sharing to other people like, Hey, you're not alone. And, and, and this is why, because I feel like this also goes to the aspect of when people are running their business with a personal brand and they have a trauma in their life, like maybe their dad dies or or there's a family thing or they're going through a season of depression or something. I feel like people almost, they they feel this pressure to, to share because they've shared everything else when it's happy. Um, That's and, so true. And it's like, they feel obligated. And it's not that you can't share or, or you shouldn't share because again, it's totally a personal decision. But it, I mean... I think, I think there's just pressure in it. Like you can share and, and be honest about, Hey, I'm taking some time back. Emails are going to be slow that, or, or you could even be vague. Like you could, could even say like, Hey, I'm going through a, a personal family situation and I'm going to be a little bit out of the office or, or, you know, whatever, or you don't have to say anything. Cause it's, it's totally your personal decision. But I, I just like that you presented kind of the rule breaking. Cause I think it, it goes back to your why, why you're sharing everything that you're sharing and the good and the bad and what the purpose of your personal brand is. This just 
Oh man, we we can we can. There's so many places we can go. So reel me, reel me in when it's time to reel me in. But you, you just sparked this this thought in my head, Lindsay, as you're sharing that, and I, I appreciate. I want to like honor the fact that like you're sh- even sharing that because I know, I know, miscarriage is not easy, and I I can't imagine what that was like. So even now, I'm just like honoring and appreciating the fact that you're talking about it. Um, so thank you for doing that. And as I know, it's encouraging for people. I cannot empathize at all because I haven't experienced that, but I am in support of you. Um, that's really off topic, but um, <laughs> just want to <laughs> okay, say that. I, I received that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It made, me, it made me think of how beneficial it is when you, if you decide to scale your business by having help. I know a lot of us when we start our businesses have or solopreneurs or sole entrepreneurs, um, when we decide to scale and if we decide to scale our team by having um, admins or project managers, whatever it is that you do, or associate photographers, if you're a photographer, I think it's really beneficial to share that process and that person. About yeah. a, About a year and a half ago when I decided that it was time for me to start having help and growing a team, I, I changed a lot of things intentionally with the way that I spoke online and the way that the website was structured and what I said on my website and how I've spoken in person at events because I wanted to make sure that when I was ready to stay, take a step back um, or needed time to take a step back, I wouldn't feel the pressure to keep showing up in the way that I had when everything was just me and I was happy. I, I think that, like Lindsay was saying, it's really easy when everything is going good and going well and you're just running the thing by yourself to have that personal brand and talk about your process and relate that to your service and it's all good and great. But what happens when you... Have a you start having kids and you want to spend a little bit less time away from your business, or um, if you're in the case of me, you want to start taking sabbaticals so that you can really begin to be more intentional about decisions that you're making because you have space to process what happens then when everything has been on your shoulders. I chose to answer that question by choosing to start the process of scaling, but I invited everyone into that process. That way, in time, I was hoping and it was ended up being that my return on investment was people were no longer just looking at me, but they were talking about the team. And when they'd email, they'd say, hey, team. That way, if I needed to have time to step away, I wouldn't riff someone's experience by taking time away. I've been on, at the time of this recording, I've been off of Instagram for a month. And mm-hmm. I've I, I really been encouraged by Lindsay because she she did it before I did it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I've been off of Instagram for a month and it's been fine. The business has been just fine because I took time to like just build it in a way that would allow me to do that. And so I don't need to be worried about the fact that I'm not being active now because I took time to change the way I was doing things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's so good. And to, to recognize, like you said, Ivan, like, hey, personal branding, even like you're saying in that season of transition, 
allows you to open the door and be like, hey, here's where I'm now beginning to take my life. So here are the people who are coming in to help continue to serve you so that I can serve you even better. Like it's, it allows even in those moments of like pivoting to building a team and associates and all of that, it allows you to be like, hey, let me pull back the curtain and even navigate this pivot from me to us in a very transparent way. Um, so I love that you touched on that because I feel like that's definitely a question that a lot of people wonder is like, well, what happens when I don't want it to just be me? Or what happens when I, you know, I need help or I want to build out an associate team? Like you just touched on, hey, it's the same thing. Just be transparent, mm-hmm. open, pull back the curtain, open the door to that process and let people come along the journey with you. Um, and that just builds so much trust and just reaffirms the relationship that you're building with your audience and with your clients. And uh, I love it so, so much. I mean, I feel like we could talk for five hours Actually, about personal branding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like we could just go on and on and on and on. But I feel like we just, you just gave so much today on a great, like here is personal branding 101. Here are the things that you need to know. It is not necessarily for everyone. Here are some boundaries and ways to create boundaries around it. Like you just covered so much. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners um, are going to be just walking away with, with notebooks full. Um, but to kind of slowly like wrap up the episode, we, I know you're a podcast listener, so you kind of, you know how this goes. We have like the two rapid fire questions, kind of three at the end of this episode. The first one, very selfish because Lindsay and I want to read all the books. So <laughs> what, as you coming off a of sabbatical, maybe you've been doing some reading. Um, what is a favorite book that you've read recently? So I have two. Yeah. Drop them all. <laughs> well, okay. There's more than two, but I'll only say two. Um, at the time of this recording, Eddie, Eddie, LOL, Evie is my, Evie is my business coach, actually. So going back, going back the curtain on that. And part of my homework for sabbatical was to read Rocket Fuel by Gino Wickham and Mark yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did you complete your homework? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to see at our next oh. video. Okay. I think are, you, next- are you a visionary or are you an integrator? So, Lindsay, I'm totally like you, and I have been screaming from the mountaintops for years. I am both. I cannot be typed. I, I hate, do I hate that book because of that. <laughs> and he repeats it many times that you are not both. You are not both, or like very few percent are I both. Know. And then I'm like, okay, but I took the quiz. I'm both. So, Gino. <laughs> Gino. I well, I'm I am unfortunately, I was pretty not happy during the chapter when they talk about how you're not the rarity five percent. But <laughs> it's true, unfortunately, I'm not the rare five percent. I am through and through a visionary, which I kind of had an idea of, but I wanted to be both because I think I can do both. Whatever. <laughs> so I think if you're if you're at the point in your business where you are looking to scale your business by having a team, I think that this is a really good book to read right away to, again, start with intentionality as you scale Mm -hmm. and learn more about yourself. I mean, I was reading this book and I was like, man, this explains so much. This explains a lot of things. (laughs) So I 10 out of 10 recommend that book if you're looking in team building to learn more about yourself and learn how to serve your team better so that your business actually runs successfully. And the second one is actually a fiction book called The Count of Monte Cristo. I don't know if y'all read it. 
But oh man, wow. And Medantes is a genius, but also we need to have a heart to heart. And I know he never lived. And if he did, it would have been in 1802. But (laughs) I would go back in time and be like, Edmund, we need to talk about your heart (laughs) because you're making some questionable decisions. That's amazing. I love that you gave us a business and a fiction. That's so good. So good. All right. Next question is, what is the biggest lesson you've learned in business? Which, lols, that's the one podcast that you were technically on. You answered this at the conference, but we're asking it again because you're here. Oh, yeah. I I will give a a two-part answer this time to not be saying just the same thing, but I'm going to say the same thing because it needs to be said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number one, for me, truly, truly, I would not be where I am without prioritizing a relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. above everything. And I know that you two have talked about this, and I know I said this earlier, you don't have to be following Jesus to listen to this podcast, but truly my life not following after everything that I think is wise, but choosing to love the man that died for me makes my life and my business run so much easier because I don't have the pressure and security to be anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that truly is the biggest lesson I have learned. It is the reason why everything I do runs. The second thing that is a, a little bit more logistical is everything that we do in our businesses should be done by planning. The power of planning is the thing that makes things work. The Word of God says, without vision, people perish, and it's true. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've seen that in other years of my business where I had all these these dreams, but no tactical planning behind it. And I was just planning a bunch of things. And I got to the end of the year and I was like, what did I even do? I don't even, I don't even know how many weddings I shot. I'm not retaining any of this money. And then I decided, okay, you got to get really clear. You have to have a plan, a month by month plan on what you're going to do to achieve your larger goals. And once I started doing that, not only did I get more clarity, but the revenue also increased, y'all. So uh, planning, 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 planning. Yes. Amen. I cannot agree with both of those more. I mean, I know our listeners, if they don't already know you, are dying to uh, come along on your journey and get to know you, um, book you as a photographer, learn from your education, all the things. So pitch yourself. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Ivan Amson, very French name, I-V-A-N-A-M-S-S-A-N. And you can also find the team at IvanAmsonPhoto.com. And I think I... We'll see if this actually happens. I think I'm going to get back on LinkedIn this year. So if you want to find me on LinkedIn, just search Ivan Wagnin. It'll be in the show notes. You'll probably find me talking about my biz thoughts. And yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Ivan. Oh, oh, wow. We James. Thing, weren't we? Hey. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming on, spilling your wisdom, spilling your thoughts on personal branding. I got so much out of this. I know our listeners did too. So thank you. It's been an honor. I love you, Heart Fam. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Evie and Lindsay. It's been great. <laughs>